0: If you're listening to this podcast, you're more than likely an Australian small business owner who's interested in learning about marketing or looking to understand how marketing can have a positive impact on your business to help you grow, stand out and drive more revenue. If this sounds like what you're looking for, then the little marketing podcasts are perfect for you. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Little Marketing Podcast, where we provide you, Australian small business owners, with smart and tangible marketing advice to help you achieve some great results. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the importance of knowing your competition and why that's super important to assist you to help you stand out from them and really cement your place in the minds of your customers and clients. Now, as a marketing consultancy that's been providing marketing advice and marketing plans for almost 15 years to small business owners, you can imagine we've learned so much about business owners, about their mindset, and about what works and what doesn't for their business. And we know it's more than just a business, it's their livelihood. So based on all of those experiences, these podcasts are in line with the little marketing vision of helping business owners just like you To help you achieve some great results for your organization so let's get into today's topic so as i mentioned in the intro today we're going to be talking about the importance of knowing your competition and further to that understanding why it's so important and how it's going to assist us to help us stand out from the competition and cement ourselves in the minds of our customers and clients. It's pretty simple, right? If you want to stand out in, in a particular way, whether it's in your career or, or in a nightclub or any area within your life, you want to be able to do something different, you want to be able to do something different, I should say, and you want to be able to stand for something. And the only way to stand out from the competition is to know what they're doing so that we can do it differently and have the conviction to stay true to that. We want to understand how our competition are positioning themselves. Now let's talk about positioning for one second. We talk about a lot we talk about positioning a lot in business and in marketing but what do we mean by that and what does that mean to your small business? Well we mean how are we positioning your business? And your brand in the minds of your customers and clients. And we want to position ourselves in a way that's in in a way that where there's the least amount of competition. We know that we live in such a overcommunicated and a cluttered society. And you know, there's abundance of communication every day, whether it's, you know, on Spotify or your email or SMSs or billboards or social media, whatever it might be, the list goes on and on and on. We know that customers and clients, and as human beings, we don't have the capacity to take on all of this information and absorb it. So if we're doing the same thing as our competitors in business and we're not standing for something, or we're not standing out, then we have a really small chance of being remembered, of being memorable, and and sticking in our customers' minds. So then we need to understand What our competition is doing so that we can do something differently to them and stand out from them in our very first episode we went through an entire process on a i think it was a seven-step guide on how to stand out from the competition so this episode is step four in that process so it's understanding the competition and how that's going to help us in our marketing going forward. So we're going to talk about four key steps today and and that importance to understanding our competition so that we can then do something differently. So the first step is to understand what their offering is. Let's maybe use an example to help explain this. So we want to understand their service offering um, or their product and why and how that's different to ours. Let's pretend that there were three photographers, and they all—they're all their offering is all a little bit different. So let's go through them one at a time. So one photographer does photography for um, you know school portraits and family portraits and you know soccer teams and football teams and sports teams. The second one does pretty much the same, but they do wedding photos as well. And the third one only does preschool photography. If I'm a preschool, if I manage a preschool and I'm looking for someone that's gonna take photos of the children that I look after and that I educate, then I'm gonna probably look for an expert in that particular field. Imagine taking photos of infants. It's very uh, specific service, a specific offering they need to be able to work with work with kids, manage kids, make the kids be smiling during the photos. They need to have absolute tolerance and patience to work with that age group. And we're not talking about just one kid. It's probably, you know, could be 30 kids, could 30 kids, could be 300 kids. It's a pretty precise offering. So as a preschool manager, if I'm looking at these three photography businesses, that we just spoke about the first two are obviously super broad but the third one is exactly what i'm looking for now the chances are i'm going to choose the specialist out of those three and the and the one that position themselves as an expert in what i'm looking for now as a business owner you might turn to me like um like a lot of our clients do to our consultants and they say well if we're just focusing on one thing aren't we Losing out on all the other opportunities. Now, from a marketing and business perspective, that's really not true at the beginning, and I'll explain why. If you're competing with 50 other photographers that also do the same thing as you, how the hell do we differentiate from them? Remember, we don't, as small business owners, you don't have million dollar marketing budgets to help you to differentiate yourselves. So it becomes almost impossible to stand out if you're doing exactly the same thing as everybody else and it's really like pushing poop up a hill. It's one massive big photography melting pot to make it so hard for you to stand out in. So if we can focus and really be an expert um, and an authority in our field then we have a really good chance of standing out. Maybe let's use another example. Let's use a big business this time, Domino's. So what's their focus? They focus on pizza delivery. They don't try to do stores. They don't try to do fine dining. They don't. Their focus, probably at least for the last 10 to 15 years, has been specifically and solely focused on the delivery market. So you can imagine that the operations are also more concise and uh, built specifically for that model of pizza delivery, and their communication is all around delivery as well. Now you can judge as a consumer, you can judge whether you like their pizzas or not. That's really not relevant, but we know what their business and their brand stands for. I I often say that the medical industry are the best marketers, and they they kind of do this by default because. If you think, look at how many specialties there are within the medical profession. Physios, dentists, podiatry, orthopedics, orthodontists, optometrists, you name it. The list goes on and on. And it's all because they're specialists and experts in what they do. So when, when there's something wrong with us, we go to a GP. And, and generally, if it's something that more than just a, a flu, they will probably refer us to a specialist. And, and I guess beyond just the medical profession, as consumers, we want to deal with leaders or experts or the best people in our field. So if you can do that within your business, have a look and, and start to have a think about, can you um, be an expert in what you do? And so I want you to consider what the competition do, what's their product, what's their service offering, and are they a bit of a, a specialist in what they do. Because if they're not, then that can be an opportunity for you. So again, understand the competition will allow us to look at how we can help to stand out from them. Point number two. Let's look at your competition and their target audience. So if if we use the preschool photography example again, their focus is on preschools. So they don't try to focus on all schools. They don't try to focus on football or sporting teams. Their focus audience is preschool. So let's look at what is our competition from a target audience perspective focusing on. Let's use another example of the target audience and focus. Let's pretend that there's a kids boutique fashion brand. So their target audience is on kids, you know, zero to 12. So their product offering is super focused on that age group. They become a bit of an expert and a specialist in their field. All their manufacturing and distribution is based on that core audience. Now, when we think of kids' um, fashion, yes, we may think of DJs or Maya or the Iconic or wherever else, Cotton On For Kids, whatever it might be. But at least we know that this brand is focused and a specialist in what they do. And it's at least, if they've cut through, it's at least a consideration for us. We wanna be, as a business, we wanna be considered. We always use the, the, I guess, the analogy of a ladder. If we're not on on the kind of the first, second, or third rung of a ladder, then we're never gonna be, um, at least uh, have an opportunity of being chosen. So we need to be able to cut through and be on that opportunity of choice number three location let's understand our competition and where they push their product or service offering so if they so we want to look at you know do they spell out and communicate the location that they're focused on maybe they go australia wide maybe they go um you know a specific suburb or region let's have a look at what they do, and can we be a bit more focused or overt in our communication about what we focus on? So potentially, let's say a competitor focuses on a, um, let's say they focus on a city, but potentially you have national reach and because of the serv- service offering, it makes sense and gives you more credibility to say that you are Australian wide and you have national reach. Um, or conversely, depending on your offering, it may make sense to say that you're, you you focus on a particular suburb so that people can relate to you, for example, like a real estate agent or a, or a local uh, plumber. So we wanna be, if we can, we wanna be really um, open um, and communicate our location. And we need the only way to do that is to see what the competitors are saying. Now, I love this story. So there's a business called Enterprise. They became the leading rental car brand in the US. So they didn't overtake Hertz, and we all know of Hertz, but they didn't overtake Hertz by um, embedding themselves in airport terminals, but they beat Hertz and they're significantly larger than Hertz by setting up car rental facilities in suburban locations and focusing on insurance replacement market. So they are by far the market leader in the US. So they not only focused on a location by focusing on uh, those suburban locations and not airports, but they also focused on an offering, which was insurance replacement so it was their way to stand out from the Avises and the hertzes of the world by having a focus on an offering and a focus on where they provided that offering so if we use australia as an example it may be that you're super focused in melbourne let's spill that out to your audience it may be that you're melbourne's expert in a particular offering or service you want to spill that out If it makes sense, spell it out that you're local, that you focus on a suburb people. If people can relate to your location, then it makes them feel a bit more comfortable and probably makes you a little bit more trustworthy. Now again, depends on what you offer, but if it makes sense to spell out that you really love a a suburb, then do that. If it makes sense to say that you're Australia-wide or national-wide, then say that as well. Don't be scared, talk about location. The fourth and final point when it comes to the competition is to look at and see whether they are a bit of an authority in their field. If they haven't taken up uh, an authority uh, position in the marketplace, then it's an opportunity for us to do that. If you can become a thought leader, if you can show leadership in your field, that's going to really help you to stand out from the competition and cement you in the minds of your customers and clients. And what it also does if you become a thought leader is it allows potential media attraction to you as well. Media want to always get commentary or advice from people that are experts in what they do. So like I said before, the medical industry, they they do it so well and they're the best in what they do. There's an, there's an awesome book, um, called Good to Great, highly recommended by Jim Collins. So he talks a lot about being super focused in what you do and talks about, you know, can you be the best at what you do worldwide? Like, can you be the world's leader in what you do? I think that's such a powerful comment. And and most of us will go, well, no, I can't be the world leader. But, But think about it. Can you be, if you focus on an offering or a product or a service, can it be one of the world's best. And I think that's really something to consider. And it's not as far-reaching as you think if you focus on a particular offering. Remember, people want to deal with experts in their field. You go to a barbecue on the weekend, we've all been there, everyone says, oh, their doctor's the best, or their dentists the best, or their autometrist is the best, or their dressmaker's the best, or their shoe polish guy's the best. Everyone's, everyone wants to deal with the best because it makes them feel good about themselves. So if you can find a way to be an expert in authority, you're probably gonna be talked about at barbecues as well. It allows you to then, I guess, seek out publications and submit some commentary to those publications. Remember, the media love commentary and advice from experts. Put it on your website. Don't be ashamed to call out that you're an expert in what you do. Write a book, communicate it. Be clear and consistent in that communication. You know, if you're doing it over and over again and consistently saying what you do, then people think, hey, these guys must be really great at what they sell or what they offer or what they provide. We'd be consistent. We say the same thing over and over again. People start to go, well, you know what? They must be pretty good at what they do. So time for our one minute recap on the four things to consider when looking at the competition and why that's super important to your marketing and helping you to stand out. Number one, have a look at what they offer, their product and their service offering, and is there a, a bit of a gap for help us to focus in on something that they don't necessarily focus on. Number two, who are they? Who are they targeting? Who is their audience? Um, are they targeting on a specific audience, and is there an opportunity for us to specifically target a audience based on our service and product offering as well? Number three, location. So can we focus on a particular location for our product or service offering? So if it makes sense to communicate, we're national, do that. If it makes sense to say that we focus on a suburb, do that. But be clear and consistent in in that. And number four, based on all of those things, if we can then look at what the competition is doing and who they're doing it for and where they're doing it and can we then be the authority and an expert across all of those and stand out um, and really say that we know what we're talking about and be a specialist in that offering so that's it for today's podcast in regards to the competition and how that's going to help us help us stand out from them and what to consider i hope you got a heap out of it Um, As always, if if today's podcast helped, made a difference to you, your business, your life, be sure to share it with other smart, passionate, and ambitious Australian business owners just like you. That's it. Thanks for listening. We love small business. See you back next time. Just a reminder, to get even more out of today's episode, go to the show notes to find the link or visit littlemarketing.com.au where you can download a worksheet with the key points discussed in today's episode. This is so that you can make your own notes around some of the things discussed, get your marketing moving and start implementing. Again, thanks for listening and have a great day.